popular knitting schematics. I don't know how yarn works. I didn't go to Yale. And now here are the podcasting equivalents of getting another homemade winter hat for your birthday every damn year. Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg. Welcome, everyone, to Two Girls, One Podcast. Allie, I was just thinking, you must love BTS. Honestly, I do. <laughs> have, you watched, have you watched their videos? It's so good. It's so good. Oh, no, my I... God. They're like a fever dream of fun. <laughs> but you're probably wondering who the hell we are. So let me tell you really quickly. I'm Jen. We have Allie here. I'm Hello, Allie. Allie. Hello. We have, we have Matt. Hi, Matt. What up? <laughs> what up? So Allie and I are performers. We had a show, a live comedy show, where we used the internet as our script. It was called Blogologues. And through doing that, we eventually created a web series where we wanted to look at who are the people behind the posts that we've been performing. And we got to meet them in interviews and go on scripted adventures. And now we're doing Two Girls, One Podcast, where we talk to people behind internet and communities and phenomena that we find interesting. Um, and maybe we love such as BTS, because today that's what it is all about. <laughs> so that's right. Today yeah. we're talking about K-pop, not to be confused with KKK pop, which is the name of <laughs> Trump's next floating parade. I don't know. I made it up on the spot. It wasn't very good. I'll workshop it. Anyway, um, <laughs> but actually, so BTS is a K-pop group. For those of you unfamiliar with K-pop, where the hell have you been? But uh, we're not actually even looking at the South Korean pop music itself today. We're looking at the massive, powerful fandom that has popped up around K-pop. And specifically, one K-pop group called BTS, their fans, or stands, which I think is a portmanteau of stalker fans. <laughs> and they call themselves ARMY. Army. Okay. Not okay. to be confused with the army. It's very which different. Is the army. That's correct. I mentioned right as we kicked this off that what like I didn't even know what it stands for. Apparently, I don't know how to say the word in Korean bangtongs. I'm not even going to try. But it translates to bulletproof Boy Scouts. Did you guys know that? No, that's Wait, cool. What? What? What does? It literally. I'm just looking on uh, Wiki. Not, it's the group's bulletproof. Boy I know Scouts? it doesn't. I was BTS? I was confused as well because that's BBS, but the Korean word is B. It's BTS, whatever that word, those words are that I'm not going to try to pronounce here. But then it translates to bulletproof Boy Scouts. But how is that BTS? It's not. It's the meaning of BTS in Korean the BTS. is the is English for yes. bulletproof Boy Scouts. Yes. So anyway, they're bulletproof. They're Boy Scouts. Well, here's what I I heard. Netflix Netflix taught me this. Netflix did an ex there um there's an uh, I think it's one of those explained episodes by Vox on K-pop and they intentionally choose names that will work and be simple globally. Hmm. Cool. So I thought 
that they don't even necessarily mean anything. It's just like they chose some letters, but maybe they also mean something. <laughs> Wiki could be wrong. I don't know. I, don't I hate know. to even say that, but who knows? Who knows? I'm outside the age demographic to really be a hardcore fan, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, so am I, but I listened to one track today for the and show. You're hooked, and right? I'm, it's so I'm, good. I'm wearing BTS merch right now. I got it that fast. <laughs> it doesn't sound too different from our normal opener. That na 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 na. Stuff apparently it's very manufactured. So basically, South Korea decided we need an export, and they decided to export <laughs> culture, and they just like made these, um, which is fascinating. And I so, and apparently, there's it's actually a genre mashup. Like if you break down one song, it'll move from like pop to rap. It's 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 fascinating. They made it, and there are auditions, and they work them to death. I mean, there's also like the dark side of K-pop, where they call the stars idols, and apparently they they can sometimes maybe they're abused, maybe. <laughs> oh. But today we're looking at the fandom, so it's a big, big, big trend in the fandom to support causes. So today we're talking with an admin from One in an Army, which is a huge, huge online group. That just takes on a different charity project every month, which is kind of amazing. That's awesome. Have you ever stand someone so much that you donated to a charity for them? Yes. What was it? It was Jennifer Jamula, and I donated to a beard foundation. <laughs> a what? Fa- a beard foundation? Yeah. Yeah, I, li- I like beards. I donated to Movember on Jen's <laughs> okay, good. okay, I like that. I like that. It's not beards, but it's close, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining it's a charity for like grown men who are sad because they can't get the full beard to grow in. Oh, and then and then mm. they, you get you get like drugs and stuff for them to help them out. Are there drugs? That's to what I envision. Beard? I, I hope not, but maybe there are. <laughs> I mean, it's true that I have guy friends who can't grow beards and they're sad about it. Yes, and I'm like, cry me a fucking river. <laughs> uh, Adam's beard has been looking downright Amish. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, so, there's nothing wrong beard if we have any Amish listeners who are somehow using technology. Sneaky little Shout bandit. out to the Amish listeners. Hey, listening to the Pennsylvania. Pod. I hear it's not on fire, so that's a plus. That's cool. Um, yeah, his hair, his hair and his beard are both so long that if you fan them all out, he kind of looks like a lion. Like just the whole oh, thing is like one that. big circle. Yeah. I think you gotta post that in the Discord. Discord.com. No. Discord slash GG slash 2G1P. Discord.gg slash 2 g one What did I say? Yes. Whatever I said wrong. You gave a lot of slashes. I don't know. (laughs) Cut me out. Jen, say it again clearly. HTTP. (laughs) Discord.gg slash 2G1P. Join us. Matt, it's HT Pizzle Pizzle. Everyone knows that. (laughs) Pizzle Pizzle? No, it's not. It's not HTBB. Then you can do it right. HTTP. I don't. You know what? I'm not here today. I'm out. I'm out. Nice. <laughs> you know how in the military where they use um, to in order to enunciate the letters correctly, they use words like alpha, yeah. bravo, p is definitely pizzle. Like it pizzle. has to be. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Or pajazzle in certain circles. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't it's know true. what pajazzling is, do you know what vajazzling is? Now you know what pajazzling is. If you don't know is. what pajazzling <laughs> is, the better term is decorating. <laughs> anyway, um, K-pop has really been in the news because, although now it's old news, it was like two months ago, apparently TikTok teens and K-pop stands all RSVP'd to Trump's Tulsa rally. So I guess that was in June. 
what is time in quarantine? Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, they RSVP'd that they were going. They didn't show up. Then Trump brags that he had a million people coming. And as we all know, the stadium was like two thirds full or something like that. Had a lot of empty seats. Uh, so they also, when Black Lives Matter first got started, um, they spammed the hashtag White Lives Matter hashtag with fan cams, so with um, video of their favorite pop stars, so that people could not congregate and get information on hashtag White Lives Matter. They also spammed the Dallas Police app with fan cams because the Dallas Police app asked people to submit um, photos of protesters, basically. And so they spammed that. So they've done some really interesting stunts, which we may or may not get into today. I hope we do. But the other thing is, at least from what I know, which, as always, fact check me. Uh, I know nothing. Um, but anyway, apparently they've done they've done a lot of stunts internationally. Like they've done th- things in Bangladesh and Taiwan. So it's really a global fandom that is so powerful, and I'm so excited that we get to dive into it today. All right. Well, you've said it all, I think. So let's get into some trivia before our guest gets here. Oh, yeah. We got some time for trivia. And this is going to be a special edition of trivia. I hope that you're prepared. A quick shout out to my colleague, Colette Bennett, who works at The Daily Dot, who is a K-pop, I would say, expert and fan and stan. All of my K-pop questions go to her. And I said, I need something good for today's episode. And we talked about it. And I have a special game that we're about to play. It's not your typical trivia. Stakes are oh way God, higher. Oh my God, I'm so glad. It's a game called K-pop song or shitty mobile game. <laughs> Love Wait, why did you works. say the stakes are higher? What do we win? I'm about to tell you. Get ready. I'm going to say a list of titles, Okay. All of these titles are either a real K-pop song from a real artist. There's lots of K-pop bands, not just BTS, of course. So these are real songs. Or these titles are the names of shitty gotcha mobile apps that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. You have to make your guesses of which is which. And then the contestant with the highest tally of right answers gets to choose create a custom emoji in our discord so what you'll do only i have the power to create emojis in our discord you can say i want a toast emoji i want a picture of you know right. obama's face as emoji chatted behind the scenes and decided that with if one of us win we're making emojis of those embarrassing photos of you from your friend is that correct okay. jen <laughs> I mean, they will be very yes. small, so, yes, so that's, correct. that's that's fine. I mean, whoever wins, you get to choose. It's okay. going to be 13-year-old okay. Matt. <laughs> Boy Scout Matt. A bulletproof uh, Boy Scout Matt. Are you ready to play K-pop song or shitty mobile game? Yes. Oh, yeah. Here is your first title. Ring Ding Dong. Ring oh, so Ding this, Dong. This is a good game. Really Allie, is it a K-pop song or is it a mobile game? I'm going to say, oh, fuck, that's good. <laughs> it's a shitty mobile game, and I hope it has to do with dongs. Jen, we got to diversify so one of us wins. <laughs> no, I'm no, just kidding. someone will win. So, you understand how this game works? You can't. Someone will win. Oh. The winner gets to create oh, the emoji. So you shouldn't you shouldn't be teaming up. You should be competing to see who gets to win and create Rules their own emoji. Rules are complicated for me mm-hmm. because they're made to be broken. 
<laughs> Allie says, Ring Ding Dong is a game. Jen, what do you about say? About dongs. It's definitely a song about dongs. Dong da dong dong dong. Okay. <laughs> dong da dong Jen dong says song. Hmm, this is, should we give the answers here or should we tally them up at the end? I want to know now. All right. I'm a millennial instant gratification. Here we go. Ring Ding Dong is was released in 2009. It is a song by Shinny or Shiny. I'm going to pronounce all of these names and bands incorrectly, but Jen is correct. It Woo! is a song. Play a clip. Play can, a clip. Play uh, a clip. That, play I wish I could. Uh, I, I, people I'm not that prepared. The people demands it. I'll, I'll, edit, I'll, I'll put a clip in later. <laughs> Did you then just throw something? I definitely will put a clip <laughs> well, in. I didn't throw anything. Okay. All right. So Jen is in the lead. She has one point. Here's your next uh, answer. Crazy circle. Crazy circle. And just because rules are hard, you can guess the same thing. Like you, you want to get the most right answers. You can both say song or both say game. Allie, crazy circle. Is it a game, a mobile game, or a K-pop song? These are really good because it could truly be either, but I'm going to go with K-pop song. Okay. I'm going with mobile game. Chances game. Crazy Circle is a mobile game released in 2016 Shit, by the developer. It. Woo! Ketchup. <laughs> Ketchup makes mobile games. Here's the next one. Drama Rama. One word. I will clarify that. Drama Rama. Allie, is it a song it could or totally a game? It totally be a song or a game. Let me go first. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's a song. Okay. I'm going to go Jen. with song as well. Okay. Hope I hope no one's Googling no. in the background. Okay. No, that but be... I am eating a, a blueberry in the background. You, oh, One okay. blueberry? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you snacking on there? Blueberry. Well, I'm, I'm trying to be really surreptitious. <laughs> I'm trying to be surreptitious about it. So you can't hear me <laughs> chewing. It's been a long day. Okay. Yeah, I feel it. You both guessed song for Drama Rama. You are both correct. It is a song from 2017 by Monsta X. M O N S T A space X. So excited. Monsta X. Okay. Here's the next one. Take take a moment with this one. Think about it. Pillow Fight Girls. <laughs> uh, I want to say it's a game and hopefully a pornographic game. Okay. But it could be this a song. For whatever reason, this one feels like the most difficult one to me. I'm going to say it's a song. Okay. Pillow Fight Girls is a mobile game from 2010. Uh, All right. I, I don't know if it was explicitly pornographic, but it was not. Uh, Apple did not care for it in the App Store. Let's put it that way. Mm. So now you can buy it next to Ring-a-Ding-Dong. Whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> Here's your next clue. War of Hormone. <laughs> one War hormone. of hormone. Like one blueberry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I ate another <laughs> one. <laughs> Don't tell. Getting Things crazy. are really crazy today. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say that that is a game. It's got war, it's got hormones, but only one of them. I'm going to say it's a song because it sounds like, like a teeny bopper, like raging hormones. We can't control them situation. Okay. War of hormone is a 2014 song by BTS. Jen yeah! gets it right. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Muppet appeared. <laughs> I don't know, it came out very naturally. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> Here's your next one. Doodle Jump. <laughs> it's a mobile game. Oh, that's really Jen hard. Jen says game. <laughs> that's really hard. I'm gonna go game. 
You both say game, and you are both correct. Oh, shit! <laughs> Doodle Jump is a 2009 mobile game by Lima Sky. Lima Sky. And to be fair, not a shitty mobile game. I think Doodle Jump is very beloved, a uh, very popular game. Here's awesome. the next one Impossible Journey. That's the most boring name for a game ever. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel not. Like it's gotta be a song. Let's go with Allie song. Says song. I'll say with song as well. Allie Although and he Jen did both say, say shitty song. games, but I'm gonna say song. Uh, the correct answer is Impossible Journey is a 2015 mobile app by Catch App, so you're both incorrect. Fucking hell, man. Terrible song name. Yeah. Here we go. Next one. How many are there? There's like 40 or 50 more. I lost count. <laughs> no. All right. Monster Truck. That's all. That's it? <laughs> that's it. Monster Space Truck. Two Again, words. Again, terrible name for a game. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with game. Ali says game. I'll go with song. Jen says song. The correct answer is, it is a song. By, again, by Monsta X from 2019. Ah, that tipped me off. Yeah. Here's the next one. Send me to heaven. <laughs> That's gotta be a song. But I feel like you're speaking us out and it's a game because like there's so many songs named similar things, but I'm going to go with song. If it were Alice a game, song. what would it be about? It's probably like a Jesus game. Like it's how Jesus to do game. everything. Yeah, you gotta like do everything right. Like you gotta like, that like a sexy avatar comes through. You gotta like not masturbate. You know what I mean? You gotta do all the obstacles <laughs> to get to heaven. I like that. All right, I'll go with game. I can see it. Jen says game. Allie convinced Jen to choose the right answer. It is a game. It is not a religious game. Here's the game. It is a it is an app that uses your accelerometer to measure how high you can throw your phone into the air. And you get more points if you throw your phone high into the air. It's basically a prank to get people to break their phone. And it's very popular. <laughs> it's very oh. popular? Wow. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's, I guess it's kind of a meme of like, yeah. it's still on the app stores, so it didn't like break terms of service, but all over the app store, it's like, this is not for children. Please read the instructions. We're not responsible if your phone breaks. But I thought it was a, a lot of fun. That's ridiculous. You played it? Did you play it? <laughs> oh, I've not played it, no, but I, I enjoy the concept. I have a couple more here, and then <laughs> no, we're going to tally I'm up the done, score. I'm done! The next title is Do 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 Do. Definitely a song. Unless yeah, it's a game about getting things done. <laughs> or a song about doo doo. Or a game about doo doo. Like a, about in poop. Case, about poop. In case this colors your answer, D D U hyphen D U. And then space D D U dash D U. Do 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 do. Sounds like a fun like hook. It's a song. It's gotta be a song! Correct answer is it is a 2018 song by Blackpink. Okay. You both get it right. So not pink. Blackpink. Black okay, pink. got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, get it straight. Yeah. Next one. Likey. <laughs> Just L I K E Y. Correct. Song. Song. Ali says song. Maybe it's a game about like liking things. Uh, let's go with game. <laughs> okay. It is a song from 2017 by the group Twice. <laughs> These names. Okay. Here's the next one. Mm -hmm. Coco Bop. Coco Bop. K O K O B O P. One word. Well, that That's sounds like K-pop. It's a song. Ali says Coco song. Bop. Jen says song. Yeah. You're both correct. It yes. is a song. By EXO or EXO, well, not a sure. Bop is a song. Amen. 
Amen. Here's your next. Are we done yet? Your next. Jesus <laughs> nope, two more. Christ, Matthew. Two more. He's wearing us down. He's going to ask something at the end of us. <laughs> doctor, doctor driving. And that's DR period, not the full name doctor. Doctor driving. Is it a game or a song? Game. Game. They both say game. They're both correct. He's a doctor who needs to get places. He does home <laughs> visits. Last one. Not in time of COVID, he doesn't do home visits. No. <laughs> Game is obsolete. Yes. New face. New face. Two words. Game or song. This is the last one, so make sure you're uh, confident. This is hard. I'm going to go with game. I'm going to go with song. It's like about the new girl they're interested in or something. Okay. Yeah, I Correct think answer you're right, is... but I'll stick with game. Okay. Okay. Correct answer is, it is a song... From 2017 by Psy of Gangnam Style fame. Oh, nice. Oh. All right. Allie has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight correct identifications. Wow. Jen, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. With eleven correct answers, Jen is the winter. The winter. The winter. Jen is the winner. She's the winter, the spring, the summer, and the fall. It's Jen Jamula. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, think long and hard. Before this episode publishes on Monday, you need to decide what is the new emoji going to be in our Discord, and you're going to listeners going to have to come on in and check out the Discord to see what she picked. Oh, I like that. Okay, yeah, I wasn't ready to tell you anyway, so I will think mm -hmm. about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I will see you in Discord. All right, thanks for playing. We gotta take a break, and then our, our guest will, will probably be here by then, I assume. <laughs> we'll see you after this, this commercial message. is great. Oh my god! I miss concerts! I know! Who thought virtual concerts would be so wonderful? But yeah! you, you know what else is wonderful? Yes! What? What? Huh? What? I can't hear you! Do you know what else is wonderful? Yes, I do! What? Jerry Duran! Jessica Fox! Melissa James Dozier. Christopher Lynch. Kathy Phillips. William. Matthew Scott. These people contributed $10 or more to our Patreon. They're a party. <laughs> Come to the concert with us. We love you all. Thank you so much. We stand you. You stand us, we stand you. It's a circle of standing. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. the person who stole my plant and stand from my front porch. Grow up. I hope you get diarrhea and stub your toe really hard. Don't walk by my house again. Nobody likes you. 
to my deceased grandmother, who was the original owner of the plant. Please kill the plant. It's not at home anymore. People stealing things in quarantine. My mom had something stolen off her porch the other day. It was like a leaf she blower. She did? What was it? Oh I don't know. I don't know. She might have misplaced it. I'm not sure. Or <laughs> 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 <Love> that. <laughs> Anyhow, it's time for our interview, friends. Uh, we're so excited to welcome to the show Erica, an admin of One and an Army. Welcome, Erica. Hi. Nice to meet you guys. Hey, thank you for Great being to here. Great you. We are just going to kick this off, and we would love for you to tell us in your own words. First of all, before we get into one in an army, can you just tell us what is army for anybody out there who's not familiar? Yes. Um, army is uh, the fandom name for fans of BTS, which are a Korean pop group. Uh, it's a seven-member group from South Korea, and uh, we are their fans. So <laughs> ARMY, uh, it's actually an acronym, and it stands for Adorable Representative MCs for youth, which is a whole lot to explain, but this is our seventh year as a fandom. And, uh, you know, since BTS debuted in 2013, and that's who we are. So one in an army is a fan base within army. And how did you fall into the army? I found BTS in, I guess, late 2017 uh, is when I first became aware of them and uh, started listening to their music and kind of learning about Korean music. I had been a member of a K-drama group that we just liked watching K-dramas and discussing them together. And uh, members of that group started recommending Korean music and I started listening to a little bit. And eventually I came across BTS. And once I found them and I started learning more about them and just kind of getting into their music and getting into, you know, their history and what kind of a group they are. I just kind of, as we call it, fell down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I think it's so cool. I, I think it's hard for people maybe like me who don't, I, I don't really follow BTS. I'm like, I'm way old, but like, uh, like to realize how big this fandom is. So if you had to describe like, h- how big is this fandom? Obviously it's global, but is it like in the millions? What What do you think? I, I don't have the numbers on them. I can tell you that they have about 27 million fans on Twitter. Um, I don't wow. know the Instagram uh, numbers because I'm not on there. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm an older fan too, mm. by the way. So um, I was 38 when I, 37 okay. when I discovered BTS. So. Oh, oh, great! Jen, yeah. you can discover it Yes. Yes, you definitely can. Look, I started a Twitter account uh, when I found out that there was voting for BTS. Like, uh, I think it was for iHeart or something. And that's what made me uh, make a Twitter account. So I said, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I like these boys and I want them to win stuff. And, you know, I think more people should know about them. So I made a Twitter account and uh, in uh, January 2018. And most of my mutuals now are all fans like over 30 so all of us i mean i have wow. you know, from like 30 to 65 most of the people in my circle are all older fans even on facebook i'm i'm in a couple of groups for um older fans um there's one called army's ajamas which ajama is like a korean word for an older woman you know ajama, is that is that like is that like a sexy thing or no it's not sexy 
Is it because you're not like? Um, is it like spinster it's, it's, or is it like sexy badass bitch? <laughs> I mean, I would go with the second, but um, usually, I think like generally with Korean, uh, I, it's it's kind of like we use ma'am. You know, it's sort of like how we would say ma'am, oh, like anybody you would say ma'am to. That's what you say. I, yeah. Well, I mean, unless you're one, in which we, case you're like, yes, I am. Call we got to reappropriate that. We- <laughs> That's awesome um, and gives me a lot of hope. Uh, so why is BTS's ARMY so involved in charity? How did that trend get started? One of the things you have to understand about BTS is that the reason the fans are drawn to them is not just because they're, you know, just incredibly talented. They make great music. They're very handsome, of course. But, you know, they really have great character. And um, they are known to be very charitable themselves, even though they don't usually speak about it themselves. But we find out through, like, places they donated to just want to say, oh, wow, they donated this and that. What really started driving the major force behind Army Charity uh, was when they partnered up with UNICEF for the Love Myself and Violence campaign uh, that was in, I think, November 2017. And that kind of really started getting Army in a bigger way into the culture of uh, showing support for BTS through charity and through helping others in their name. There was charity before that, but I think that was really the point where it really started kind of rocketing into hyperdrive. Haven't there also been a lot of donation-based campaigns around members' birthdays? Yes, we have just passed two birthdays uh, just now. Uh, and the youngest, Jungkook, his birthday is on September 1st. And the leader of the group, RM, his birthday is September 12th. And so uh, we just finished two flash fundraiser campaigns in one in an army for their birthdays. And this year was pretty, pretty uh incredible. We supported an organization that helps um, survivors of, of violence and trauma in uh, based in Iraq called the Jian Foundation for Jungkook's birthday and for Namjoon's birthday. I mean, RM. Uh, we supported a organization called Barefoot College, which provides access to technology and education to children in rural India and make sure that they have the chance to, you know, keep up with their schooling, even out, you know, in the rural areas. So when did you personally realize that there was a power behind this fandom, that it was it's, that it doesn't seem to just be about the music? You know, it started out pretty, like, kind of funny because we would do just weird things like breaking websites because we were all going, you know, they would say something and we would all go to the same website at the same time and just crash stuff. And we were just breaking stuff all over the internet because of the sheer power of everybody, you know, doing it together. And then we would do things like sell out items that they, you know, had or promoted or mentioned, or even my favorite example, I've, I've, probably spoken about this too much, but there was um, one of the members' birthday. It was uh, Suga. He's uh, one of the rappers. He had, uh, they posted a video on Twitter of the members coming to congratulate him for his birthday. And uh, outside of his office, his studio, there was a little rug with a cat, like giving the finger on it saying, go away. And you could barely see it in the video. It was just on the floor. It just happened to be there. There was no, nothing to draw your attention to it, but the fans noticed it. And within, I would say like a half an hour, an hour, people had found out where the rug was sold, 
um, who the manufacturer was, sold out the website, crashed their server, all this kind of stuff. And then there were memes all over Twitter that day with this cat, (laughs) this little cartoon cat giving the finger. And it was amazing. And we were just so kind of, I mean, for me personally, that I I probably never laughed so much at just how ridiculous this was that, you know, this had spread so quickly and, you know, had just such an impact right away. And um, that's one of the things that really was on my mind at the time for this fandom being really, really powerful and being able to be a part of directing it in a way where we can put that towards good and kind of really up uphold bts's you know values and messages and stuff um that's that's you know was was on my mind at that point awesome and and before we get too far along when and how did one in an army get started it actually got started that same month as the what i call the cat rug incident (laughs) 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 Um, yeah uh so basically what happened was we had a an army named Anna, she was, I believe she was 15 at the time. She was very young. And she had seen something about what was going on in Syria. And uh, she had made a tweet saying, listen, ARMY, you know, we're a big fandom. We have a lot of power. You know, I was hoping that we could do something. Maybe we could do something collectively to um, to raise money for the people in Syria, the refugees, maybe support the, the UNICEF campaign, BTS's um, Love Myself campaign. And so what happened was, I, you know, that tweet kind of went all over the place and a lot of people responded. I happen to be one of the people. Um, and so many of us who responded were saying things like, wow, you know, I was thinking along the same lines, like, you know, army so powerful, we could do something really good with this. This is a great idea. Let's do it. Someone made a group chat on Twitter and it, you know, evolved into a discord and, you know, they reached out to everyone who expressed interest and said, we made this, let's, you know, everybody who wants to come in and join. And, uh, and that's how it got started. And we basically like over the weekend tried to figure out how we can make this an ongoing project, not just a one-time fundraiser, but something that we can, you know, continue doing and, um, gave ourselves some rules and things. And that's, that's how we, we won an army was born. How many people are behind one in an army? It's more than one. I think it's more than one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of work that, that's involved in these projects. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So many people think there's only one of us. And I, we're, I'm, at, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Twitter team. So I'm often one of the people that interacts directly with, you know, our followers and whatnot. And, you know, when people say, oh, this person running this account, I'm like, you, you have to be kidding me. There's no way one person could do all of this. But uh, we have, we started with around 12, 10 to 12 people, I think on that first weekend. And over the time we've evolved, we've grown more now. So I think we're maybe between 20 and 25 active members now. We just kind of separated ourselves. Some people handle the social media accounts. Some people, you know, design like we make posters and videos to promote the campaigns and some people just kind of manage the information we have someone managing um a map that tracks army charity projects and yeah we have a few other people doing other jobs but yeah it's about 20 20 to 25 of us now that's incredible so you're basically running a nonprofit, sort of you know what i mean i mean i mean i know you donate to nonprofits, but this is like <laughs> and you guys don't get paid is that right yeah, no, we don't, we don't get paid okay. and we don't accept any money from the, like, we don't collect any uh, funds. So there's no money that comes anywhere near us. 
To date, how many charity projects have you undertaken? Maybe 27, I, I would would be wow. my estimate. Um, so like I said, we've been doing it um, every month. And um, recently, we've also started tracking um, the projects that other Army fan bases do and individuals do. Um, and so there are about 700 projects on our map um that have been you know just done by fan bases like tree planting blood donation drives raising you know meal kits for homeless or people that are in crisis things like that every army fan base in different in the philippines indonesia you know colombia honduras everybody has projects that they do and so we we've been tasking ourselves with kind of collecting that information so that we can just kind of keep track of it and report back Oh, wow. Okay. That sort of answers the next question, but how do you choose your campaigns? Um, So you're you're not going to replicate things other people have done, but how else do you go about choosing what to support? We're really guided by Army, what Army wants to do. So the first thing we'll usually do is run some surveys and uh, we'll kind of list like certain causes and, you know, For instance, uh, if we want people to focus on providing basic needs like food, water, shelter, or medical care, if we want to work with, you know, refugees or marginalized communities, education, all of these different um, categories. Uh, And so we run the surveys for a couple of weeks and we kind of gather the information and we have a few criteria. We like to work with smaller organizations because we prefer to uh, find organizations that we can have a pretty significant impact for their program. You know, like if we were to go to say like, I don't know, Red Cross or something big, you know, a big global organization like that, the money that we, we might be able to raise is a drop in the bucket. It might pay, you know, their toilet paper bill for, you know, for one of their offices for a few weeks, you know? So we like to find um, organizations that are on the smaller side and that will provide us with tangible impacts. So we usually tend to avoid things like research or raising awareness and things like that. And we try to focus on things where, you know, they have quantifiable impacts that, you know, the donations will be going to do this specific thing that we can report back and say um, to everybody, this is what we accomplished last month. Congratulations. We did great, you know, and, and do the next one. How many dollars have you raised so far? Oh my gosh. Okay. Earlier on this year, and this was before the whole thing happened with the Black Lives Matter campaign, which was a whole other thing, but um, we had found that by tracking the projects on our map, Army had raised about $2 million over the last couple of years through, scattered throughout the projects. Of those were uh, maybe $100,000 of those were our particular projects of campaigns that we had ourselves run. Per campaign, we had been doing, uh, raising maybe between, I think when we started, it was like maybe $2,000, you know, and then um, I think our highest campaign prior to this year was about uh, 9000 US. I think it was 11000 Canadian dollars because it was a, a Canadian-based organization. And, uh, but this year, it's kind of blown up a lot ever since the um, Black Lives Matter projects, which we didn't start, but I'll tell you about that. Um, uh, we, we, we've gained a lot of, uh, our following has doubled. And so our last two campaigns raised about 20 and $22,000 each, um, for the, for the organization. Wow. Okay. 
This yeah. is blowing my mind because, first of all, that's a huge jump. And it seems like perhaps that will be the level you operate at now, which is incredible. But also, uh, I'm very fascinated that previously it was around, you were saying, nine, ten thousand, 10,000, because mm. apparently uh, K-pop fans, I don't know how much one in an army was involved, would love to hear. But as mm-hmm. I think... As I think many of us know, uh, you guys raised a million dollars for Black Lives Matter in like 24 hours. Can you tell us all, uh, all about it? Sure. That was um, that was an army project. Uh, and what happened was we've had this culture of charity for, for a while now. And the fandom is very socially aware and very proactive in trying to make changes in their sphere wherever they can. And so when the situation happened um, with the George Floyd incident, I know personally from my own, you know, uh, observation from my own personal timeline, seeing that, you know, Army really kind of ran with sending around links where people can get educated on the matter, teaching each other because it is a global fan base. So, you know, some people had to explain what the situation was here in the United States to people who were, you know, in other countries and just sending around links and petitions, you know, uh, after maybe a few days, uh, BTS themselves actually made a statement. And a few days after that statement, it was reported in Variety that they had um, they had donated a million dollars to the movement. And so once that happened, one of the members of ARMY who, um, what is her name? Her name is Daisy. I don't know her account name off the top of my head, but she made a tweet saying, Hey, why don't we match it? <laughs> you know, armies, we can do it. And, you know, it was sort of like a, you know, haha, maybe we could, but seriously, maybe we couldn't. And so people just kind of ran with that. And since we had put out a crisis card, which we do when we can't do a full campaign since they take too much time, uh, when there's some immediate issue going around, we usually put out a crisis card that has a collection of resources where people could donate and support for whatever's happening. We had put one of those out there. And so because so it's like a down and dirty version, is that right? So it's like you didn't have time to do all the research and organization, but you're just like, hey, shit's going down. Here's where you can donate. Yeah, we have our research team look into like um, a lot of people were sending around petitions and links and stuff. And so people told us there's so much going around. We're not sure, you know, where is the best place to donate? Can you help us out? So we gave it to our research team and they looked through them and they found a list of the ones that seemed like the most, you know, things that had like tangible things that they were working on and put it out there. And so after BTS, uh, after Variety reported that BTS had donated and they had donated like a week before that report came out. Um, and people started saying, let's match it. They said, well, we know one in an army doesn't, um, handle money. So they're not collecting anything. You don't have to worry about them, like taking the money and running. Um, so, uh, and they already have this crisis card here and it has a way to count and calculate, uh, the, the donations if you use a split donation option. And so they, they asked, they started sharing that link around as being the platform that we would track matching the, the donations and us, we were kind of taken by surprise by it. I mean, I was on Twitter that day and I did not sleep till like three in the morning only cause I fell asleep on my computer, just trying to keep up <laughs> with all the mentions oh of God. everybody just passing it around. So nobody really 
vocalize saying, let's do it in 24 hours. But after like maybe six hours, the amount had jumped up so high, it started being um, evident that it was possible. And so I think there was kind of an unspoken push to want to do it within that time frame. That's so cool. So we want to hear some more about some other campaigns, but I'm just curious if we wanted to donate, what is the process? Because I know it's, it, there's like, you ask people to post to social media and all of that. So it, like, how does that typically work? What do you tell people to do? I'm sure. So basically, um, when we first get involved with an organization, the first thing we do is reach out to the organization and set up, um, find out what options they have for um, donation. And each one is different depending on their, their personal capacity. Um, usually what we'll do is if we can get them to put a landing page on our site so that um, the amount that comes in from army can be tracked in one place. Um, we'll do that and we'll check and see if they have PayPal or whatever. So, um, we will post the link to whatever the campaign is. It's usually pinned on our accounts. Um, and it will have the donation options. It will have the instructions for how to donate. Um, we have a form that people can fill in to help us just kind of double check um, the donations in case for any reason we can't get that information from the org, but we always make sure that they'll be able to report back to us anyway. So, but we have that as a fail safe. Um, and all of it is, is posted on our social media accounts and, uh, we keep the donation pages open. So even when a campaign is done, sometimes people find it three months later and just really like the organization and want to donate. And so they can do that at any time. Have you ever overwhelmed an organization that you were donating to just because there's so many of you? <laughs> yes. And that was one of the things <laughs> that we, we first were telling people when we first started, like, I remember I made the first phone call to an organization, um, which was an organization called medical teams that was working in Syria, which as you recall, was our first campaign. And we were like, we want to make sure that we're not going to like, break your site or anything. Cause there's a lot of us, we don't ha- know how many will participate. We're not sure what's going to happen, <laughs> but we have been known to break websites before. And what usually gets them is the social media engagement. You know, a lot of times I'll look just for my own, you know, amusement <laughs> to see like, okay, well, what was going on in this organization's Twitter page before, you know, they did a campaign with uh, BTS army and they were like, you know, I mean, a lot of organizations get like three, four, you know, sometimes 10, 12 likes for tweets. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, 2000, <laughs> you know, or 14,000 as the last one did, you know, usually they come back and say, whoa, we did not expect this to happen. This is crazy. This is insane. Do these organizations always know it's coming? Like you talk to them beforehand or sometimes are they blindsided? Um, yeah, we always talk to them beforehand. Uh, what's, you know, their level of surprise is usually based on whether or not they take the time to look into who we are beforehand. You know, we do our best Ah. not to, to shock them, but you know, a few times we've run into a couple that were like, Oh, you want to raise money for us? Okay, sure. Go ahead. Do, do it, whatever, you know? And (laughs) (laughs) they're like, that's cute. Yeah. That's cute. Thank you so much. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly what's happened a few times. So, um, but you know, the last few, I guess, you know, they were looking to, they were like, Oh, BTS army. Okay. We've heard about this. Let's, let's, uh, you know, we're going to get in, in, involved. 
And so I'm like, okay, are we getting? <laughs> we need like, to hire seven people yeah, to process the transactions today. Pretty much, we we you know I'm starting to wonder, like, are we getting a rep in like the philanthropy circles? Like, are they all gossiping <laughs> about us or something? What's going on? But um, well, then do people come to you and say, hey, we need some help? Can you help us out? Like, do p- people come, uh, you know, asking for not handouts, but like now that you have the reputation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a lot and. <laughs> The first time it happened with an organization reaching out to us instead of the other way around, we were all just so amused because we hadn't expected that. We're like, okay, they're coming to us now. That's that's okay. Weird. Which we can't. We we still we we follow our guidelines as far as what Army has voted on. So we can't just like take anybody that says, hey, we want to you know do a project. And we're like, oh well, we'll keep it in mind for a future campaign. But we have to stay on track with what we've you know said that we're going to do. I think you've sort of answered this, but how do you get the word out about each new campaign? Mm-hmm. Since we kind of set up our structure to do it monthly, those of ARMY who are just longtime followers just are expecting and anticipating at the beginning of the month to come by and see what the new project is. Um, but we basically, we we start dropping teasers like a couple of days before you know, we have our, our big launch celebration and most of the donations come in at them because most, most people, especially who are already following us, are waiting for it. And so we really just encourage people to share, share, share. Like a lot of people will say, Oh, you know, I wish I could participate in this, but I don't have any money to donate. I really can't, you know, some are too young to donate. Some are just, you know, unable for whatever other reason. And we say sharing is so much of a helpful part of it. And, you know, just spreading the word and getting it out. So it's really all word of mouth or, you know, word of tweet, I guess. (laughs) So um, I know you've done a lot of different campaigns, a lot of different demographics. And I was just wondering if you were interested in the charity of saving American democracy, Um, perhaps by (laughs) encouraging everyone to get out the vote. What do you think? What do you think? You think it's a good one? (laughs) You know, I, you know, that is kind of a weird um, place to be in because one of the things that we are is, you know, fans of BTS. And so BTS, you know, we're, we're kind of representing them, you know. And so as a, I guess, a global based group, we kind of decided early on that we, you know, it would kind of be not our place to sort of put our you know, hands into things that have to do with politics of countries right, that they're not. Wait, 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 wait. Listen to my pitch. Listen to my pitch. All right. Okay. I'm normally, I, normally I'd say yes, okay? If you're yes. a Republican, uh-huh. that's perfectly fine. But Trump right. is actually causing loss of life and damage mm-hmm. to families. And those are causes that BTS cares about. Yeah, what do you true. think? It's a good pitch. It's a good pitch. You it's guys hold the Black Lives Matter, and that's politicized yeah. too. Yeah. It's it's a great. I'm thing. talking and about human values. That's saving that's basically, lives. <laughs> that's basically what we do. You know, I mean, the humanitarian aspects of things is you know kind of our wheelhouse. I'm, and I'm just talking about like one in an army, particularly like our fan base, because army itself is very very politically active, and you will see members of army out there talking about the vote and talking about um, you know all kinds of issues in their respective countries and all kinds of stuff but we made a policy for our fan group our our base just to kind of keep within our um our lane you know of focusing on the charitable aspects of things and part of that is because sometimes 
we're not always educated on what the topic is at the time, you know? And so if something is going on, because people, again, we're, we're not all Americans on our, in our group and, you know, army is not all American. That's a very, that's I one. I know, um, but America's influencing everything very badly, but it's okay. I have a second pitch for you. I have a second pitch. <laughs> okay, go ahead. The environment. It affects yes. everybody. Australia's, do you remember when Australia was burning? I know this year has been such a shit show. Nobody remembers. And now California's burning. So how yes. about environmental organizations? 50% of the coral reefs are dead. Maybe we could save the coral reefs. Just, yeah. just throwing some ideas out there. Just some food for thought. Yeah, um, BTS Australia uh, raised about $44,000 for the Australian fires um, earlier this year. That is um, sexy. Yeah, that was um, that was a really, really great project. And it wasn't just them. It was a lot of fan bases that were also raising for that. Um, and we have them on our map. We have those listed. Um, last, we've done a few environmental campaigns ourselves. Uh, we've done... Uh, one for the reefs uh, specifically, we were working in an area in Indonesia that the coral reefs had been really damaged by tourism and, you know, fishermen using explosives and things like that. And uh, we helped uh, in that in that area that actually what happened was when we had that whole campaign set up and. <laughs> Just before we were about to launch, they had a big earthquake. Do you, do you remember there was a big earthquake in Indonesia? In, in, well, it wasn't even last year. It was the year before. It was in 2018. Yes, so, but also um, who can keep track of the number of natural disasters? Because they're yes. not natural. They're now man-made. Yes, and we have so much climate change. I mean, if you can see the amount of army projects just like trying to plant the trees, trying to do something about the oceans, trying to, you know, um, deal with agriculture and, and I get what it. happened I see in what Brazil. You're saying. BTS yeah. is not the problem. Our army is not the problem. The rest of us have to get our shit together. I hear you loud <laughs> and clear, little soybean. They can't, they can't fix everything. Yeah, it's, it's really hard though because, you know, people come to us and, I mean, there's a lot of, it, like, every day there's some new disaster happening and and that's one of the reasons we had to take a vacation we were really really burned out even just mentally from all the things like oh my god this happened over yeah. here can you do something oh my god this happened over here can you do something and we were like the barrage uh, of horrible news yeah we want to help everything and we can't and it's you know it feels really bad when we have to say i'm sorry there's not much we can do we can give you some information that's all we can do right now um <laughs> so um I, you know i mean i it, it kind of popped up with um, what's going on in Yemen now. And that was hard to take, especially being on the social media team, because, you know, people were sending around these horrible videos and we were just like, we had to say, please don't send us those videos anymore. Like the those of us that are on the social media team have been bombarded with this and we're, we're doing our best to find information, but this is something that has been going on for 12 years and even the UN doesn't have a solution. So, I mean, I know army is powerful, but you know, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I'm really, I'm really enjoying this world yeah. where the entire planet earth, all world governments are united and there's an asteroid heading towards earth. That's going to obliterate every Everyone, no world leaders know what to do. And then someone says, let's check with the K-pop fans. Call BTS. Call, Call BTS. Yep. They're going to get us out of this. And then you guys build a spaceship and you fly up there and you blow up the asteroid. You That's the world I want to live in. You would not believe how close you are to the actual truth. <laughs> we have had some requests that were just like, what? are we supposed to do? <laughs> you know, I mean, we've had a couple of people 
just yesterday tweeting at us saying, wow, you know, you guys are doing more than our government about this situation. <laughs> you know? And we're yep. like, well, I, I don't know how to respond to that because I don't want to shade any country's government. But, you know, I mean, we're like, well, you know, let's hope that, you know, Army can can make some kind of a difference. As we wrap up today, I would love to know, what have you learned from this experience of being one in an army? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, it is really such a great, um, a great exercise in collective effort. And just, I mean, the power of, it's going to sound cheesy, but <laughs> like the power of positivity. I mean, you know, one of the things that we decided to do early on is not to bombard people with this is so horrible we have to do something this is terrible you know look at this and trying to like guilt people into the sorts of you know like trying to make them feel bad about the situation enough to donate but you know we really encourage people and focus on okay there's a problem this is the impact we can have on this problem you know and i think that focusing on that and focusing on more on people participating rather than the amount of money that gets raised because, you know, the amount of money that gets raised is basically just the vehicle that, you know, allows things to happen, but it's the action of people actually getting involved and making the effort to do whatever they can, you know, and that's the whole just behind one in an army. I'm one person and, you know, one person can do one thing at least. And that one thing is contributing to a big, massive impact the goal of everybody is just to participate, you know, in whatever way. And don't feel like if you don't have a lot of money, you can't make a difference. That's incredible. I love that. This is my new favorite episode. We have talked to so many online communities. And I have to say, furries, Uh adult babies, vampires, lunars, macrophiliacs, step it up. Okay. I have questions, but, uh, you know, we were listening to a few previous episodes, but I still, I think I have more catching up to do. uh, But really, you know, know, everyone, you know, because it's interesting because there are a lot of old school analogies, right? Like people Mm -hmm. forming different hobby groups and then deciding that they're also going to go volunteer to soup kitchen together. Like that is a tale as old as time. And it's interesting that people dismiss fandoms as like useless teeny boppers, whereas that's not actually what's happening now it's people bonding over an interest on a global scale not Mm -hmm. just in your local community and then deciding hey while we're at it let's help out this cause so i think it's beautiful and amazing and i hope that it inspires listeners who have their own networks and communities i hope it inspires them to take action as well as the world literally burns Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, yay! You said the world literally burns. Yeah, it is. It really is. Oh my gosh. We're, yeah. we're in a mess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's no fucking joke. Yeah. Ali, I know your mind's blown. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's wonderful. And I hope that this is the future where people are, ga- you know, early stages, people are gathering around common interests on the internet. And I hope that the next stage is really understanding the influence that you hold. And this is going to take me back to a previous rant as well that, you know, Instagram and YouTube influencers should have more of an understanding of that power and how they can use it for good. I mean, many are, so that's not totally fair. But yeah, I just think it's really amazing how they understand their power and their network and what they can do with it completely outside of actual K-pop music. 
No, totally. Yeah, I think what they're doing is amazing. And the fact that they're all putting in so many hours for free. And the fact, too, that like people feel like they should be solving problems that maybe they, I mean, they should do everything they can. But like, I don't know, the idea that they would handle things that like government should be handling, for example, like really was mind blowing to me. <laughs> what does I didn't that even say? Think about does it that. say says more yeah. about governments than it does about of course. Uh, a fandom, yeah, maybe? Of but that's, that's, yeah, that really shook, yeah. shook me up quite a bit. Right. The other thing that's amusing to me is that QAnoners who are insane. And are we covering them soon? I think we might be. Anyway, QAnon, they claim that like they're so, you know, they're so amazing and and righteous and they're looking out for pedophilia. They say that's their cause. But like, I don't think they've raised a dime for like actual causes (laughs) to support children, whereas K-pop is. I don't know. I thought that juxtaposition was sort of amusing as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but maybe only well, to me in my head. What? But you, but you you brought up like all these interest groups and hobbies and fandom, like the power of community on the, this is what the show is about. It's so powerful, but there's a, there's something here. There's a catalyst here that is turning this obsessive fandom, which there is obsessive fandom about everything, everything, but something is going on here where it is being activated and turned to like not just like people doing good but like a huge machine that is raising millions of dollars for really good causes and Come so on bronies you can at least save the animals but <laughs> i so but what's missing from bronies and i think not we're not throwing bronies under the bus i'm just saying bronies is a concept around i guess you know it's around the show the my little pony show but the my little pony characters or the creators of the show are not coming out from from behind the media and saying uh, so you're hey, saying hey, give hey, more world. credit to the k-pop stars who are saying that this is a value of theirs and inspiring it, others to do it if you are obsessed with a k-pop star whose value is giving back and they're writing songs about social issues and they're you know supporting social issues themselves that's a cue to the to the fandom that like so then my uh, other question to get to get on board i guess what about gaga's monsters and the bayhive why Mm -hmm. why haven't they become like the k-pop stands tell me more about the the ethos behind these two fandoms does beyonce do beyonce and gaga like make a public showing of their charity and i'm sure that they do but is it infused in the culture of the fandom the way this is i don't know i can't really answer that for you i mean i love beyonce and lady gaga but i can't Mm -hmm. really say I don't know. I mean, I think a big element of this is how international it is. And maybe it's just because this is K-pop we're talking about. Like when I think of Lady Gaga, I know she has international fans, but I just don't think it's probably as big as an, of an international following as BTS. But am I wrong? I, I, I mean, Lady Gaga is an international superstar, uh, so it's hard to but say. But I think you're making the point about scale. Is one group more famous worldwide than the other? And I think that's important. So may, so there's a theory here, maybe, Jen, I'm putting words in your mouth, but like, if a fandom is so huge and worldwide that even if a small portion of them are like, you know, charity do-gooders, that's enough to make a change. I think there's a lot in that. But I also think there's something else in this culture that is mm-hmm. driving this. And I, and it's 
where is it coming from? It, yeah. Where is what I would like to know. I, I guess I was just also thinking too, with the international element that if people are living in different places throughout the world, they're able to speak to or see different issues and can present them as things to support and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I guess maybe we have more questions because we could have asked for that. We didn't drill it down to what makes this different from why, ha- why has K-pop gone this direction? And one direction, for instance, did not go this way, <laughs> as far as yeah. I know. But that was way yeah. earlier in mm-hmm. the history. And, of or, and is it specifically BTS, or or is you know are the is there a charity component of other BTS K-pop is fandoms? huge? But from what I know, K-pop is K-pop is very involved in like charity and and good works. So yeah, to speak. what is going on here? It's amazing. Well, now I feel like we didn't get to the of it and we have to call her back all right stay tuned <laughs> episode two man i want to know uh what charity uh 2g1p fans should support oh love that all right well that. let us know you can tweet at me at june bugger j-o-o-n-b-u-g-g-e-r i'm at ellie gold l-l-i-g-o-l-d you can email us at 2g1podcast at gmail.com you can also text us or leave us a voicemail that phone number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And we'll say our Discord again because we want to see you there. The link is discord.gg slash 2G1P. Listeners of the show are coming there. Uh, people who have appeared on the show. Uh, what am I trying to say? People we've interviewed on the show. We're there. We'd love to see you. So again, discord.gg slash 2G1P. And Ali, if they'd like to contribute, how do they do it? Sweet Jesus, please do. Uh, I mean, donate to some charities first and then patreon.com slash 2G1P. But let's put our money where our mouth is. If if the 2G1P community can, if we can decide on a charity that we all agree is uh, worthwhile, then uh, I can put up some money. I don't want to speak for you both, but we well, can, we'll we can throw in a few, about, an few dollars. We'll have to vet an organization and then put in a little bit. There you go. We'll I like do that it. idea. You guys can do it. And, uh, you know, we, we probably won't raise like $44,000, like one in an army, but we might raise a little bit of something. That's great. I mm-hmm. love that. I'm in. I'm in too. Great. Let's do it. Oh, and uh, please join the Discord because uh, Jen's new emoji will be there on Monday. <laughs> Yay! You so have excited. to decide. Have you, have you made a decision yet? Uh, yes. It just can't be obscene. It can't be like, uh, you know. A private part or something. <laughs> uh, I know what it's going to be. It's not obscene. It's not obscene. <laughs> Wait, of you? We don't have anything obscene. <laughs> no, of anything. It's, it's going to be your face. Imagine if you could create an emoji. It's going to be your face. <laughs> All right. We'll see you. Bye. Nobody likes you.